You're listening to F1 Fascinating Facts by Joe Saywood, read by Spanners Ready. Jean-Marie Balestre, the FIA president, was a strange man. He was passionate about motor racing. He was very patriotic. He fought hard for what he believed in, and yet, at the same time, his life history suggested he was not a man who could be believed or trusted. There were too many contradictions, and too many people who swore blind he was a charlatan. Balestra sued whenever he was challenged, and he won. But judges often gave him derisory sums in damages, a way for them to tell the world that they didn't believe a word of it. But legally, his defence could not be beaten. His strange stories, which were included in his CV, began with a claim that he fought with the communist-organised international brigades in the Spanish Civil War, which began in June 1936. At the time, however, he would only have recently turned 15, having been born in 1921. The international brigades were disbanded in September 1938, when Balestra would have been 17. At the same time, he claimed to have studied law before becoming a sports journalist in 1938, which makes no sense at all. He would have been barely out of school and too young to study law at university. His CV says he was then in the French military during the Battle of France, but French police records show he was arrested for escroquerie, or fraud, in 1940, and was only liberated when the Germans arrived in Paris in June. Two months later, he helped Robert Hassant establish the Jean Front, a pro-Nazi organisation funded by the Germans. After that, the two men set up a Provici training camp named after Marshal Pétain in the Paris suburbs. Then, in May 1943, at the age of 22, Balestre joined the Waffen-SS. Of this, there was no doubt. There are official SS documents, photographs and even articles in the French SS magazine, signed by SS Sergeant Balestre. After the war, Balestre claimed that he had joined the SS working undercover for the resistance, but claimed that all those who could verify his story had been killed. No one could prove this was not the case. With defamation, it is not a question of reasonable doubt. Balestra claimed he was arrested by the Germans in 1944 in May and was sent to Dashu. Others insist he was arrested by the Americans a few months later and was in Dashu after it had become an Allied detention centre. Resistance people insisted he was SS and not a resistant. When he returned to Paris in May 1945, he was arrested and would spend two years on remand before being sentenced to a 10-year loss of civil rights for collaboration. Hassant suffered a similar fate, but was rehabilitated by an amnesty in 1952. He admitted what he'd done and said it was down to youthful errors. Balestri denied everything and sued anyone who suggested otherwise. During the 1950s, he collected official certifications that he had been a resistant. His critics said that these had been purchased. Balestra and Hassant went into business together in the publishing world in the late 1940s and built up a publishing company that would ultimately include the newspaper Le Figaro. Together they formed Auto Journal and Balestri followed his passion for motorsport and played a huge role in establishing karting in France. He was the first president of the International Karting Commission of the FIA and a founder member 
of the Fédération Française du Sport Automobile, the FFSA, and became its president in 1973. He quickly became a major player with the FIA, getting control of the Sporting Commission and turning it into the Fédération Internationale du Sport Automobile, FISA. This then battled for control of the commercial rights of F1 with Fokker, led by Bernie Eccleston and Max Mosley. The result was a compromise which gave Eccleston commercial control of F1, but the FIA retained ownership of the rights. In 1986, Balestra became president of the FIA and did much to fight for safety, despite opposition from teams and the industry. He was bombastic and hated those who stood up to him. He once labelled Jean Tot the Napoleon of the Sands after a dispute over the Dakar rally. Todd called him the Emperor Bocassa of the Place de la Concorde. But his involvement in post-race politics after the famous collision between Ed and Senna and Alain Prost in 1989 undermined his credibility, and he was beaten in an election for the role of FISA president by Mosley, although the two then worked together to merge the FIA and FISA, and Mosley became the FIA president. Balestra stayed on as president of the FFSA, until 1996, and then quietly retired. He never did manage to convince people he had not been a Nazi, and now and then, at the end of a long evening, he might quietly admit that he had done things in his youth that he regretted in later life. He died in 2008, at the age of 87. By then, the world had moved on, and no one bothered to write a biography, which could have been written without the fear of being sued. Thank you for listening to Fascinating F1 Facts. You can read more from Joe Sayward by searching Joe Blogs F1. You can listen to Joe's chats with me by tuning into Missed Apex Podcast on your podcatcher of choice. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, search for at SpannersReady. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.